So, Ethan. Yes. Last couple of episodes, we were, you know, challenging each other on the art or science. I'm sorry. Don't want to lead with the art of decision making. But it seems like you're a pretty um, fast thinker. (laughs) Really? What makes you think that? Well, I mean, don't give me that face. You went and did like the biggest flipping decision within the space of both episodes. Yeah. Okay. I guess that is true. But there was a lot of groundwork laid beforehand. I know, but it just... I don't know why. Right, I'm in a really giggly mood today. But (laughs) the fact that you managed to do like such a big thing in the space of us releasing part one and part two really made me chuckle. So for the listeners out there who aren't sure what we're talking about and are questioning their own sanity right now, (laughs) what we're saying is that for our decision episode, we had to split it into two parts. And in part one... We talked about how one of the decisions I was contending with was what car to get. Well, before part two was released, I actually made that decision, pulled the trigger on a vehicle. And so that is done and dusted now. You've got to understand from my perspective though, right? I know you said you've laid down the groundwork. You've been researching. We all know Ethan is research mad, right? Which you did do, but off the back of recording that episode, you showed me the car, literally the next day, no, two days later, you flipping laid down the money. Um, So I was like, damn, he's a smooth, he's a fast operator. I mean, to be honest, yes, everything happened really quickly when I found the car that I kind of wanted. And one part of that is actually something that kind of deals with today's topic, I guess. So, I did one thing that I've never actually done before in my life, which was to take out a personal loan. I had to take out a personal loan to buy this fucking car. And for me, that was a whole brand new experience. I didn't really know how to go about doing it. But if you've listened to the decisions episode, if you listen to like any of our previous episodes, you know that I did not ask for any help and just kind of muddled my way through the whole process which is probably not the best thing, especially when it comes to finance. No, I mean, I don't know many people that would be able to... I don't know many people that have had that experience before. But the difference, again, the difference between me and you is I would have taken ages to even press the button to like request a loan. The fact that you just did it there and then, I was like quite surprised that, okay, like you came to the decision that you needed a loan, Because to me, that is a huge thing to be able to go through. And I don't know, I just don't think I'm intelligent enough to understand like the consequences of if it went wrong. Despite, I know I have a mortgage, but (laughs) honestly, that whole process of buying a house and getting a mortgage is a blur. Somebody asked me once, how do you go about buying a house? And I was like, I don't have a fucking clue. That year that I did that purchase, um, I'm just numb to the whole process. So that's why I'm really intrigued into the topic of finance in general, really. And it's kind of something I teased in the last episode because there's just so many different elements that I want to explore. I have so much I want to unpack today. Really? Well, I mean, like I am definitely, like I said before, financially ignorant about a lot of things. I, I definitely felt like this time was a great learning experience for me. The reason why I pulled the trigger so fast, though, was because I understood there was a lot of pressure coming from external sources for me to make a decision quickly. Wow, which is something we discussed. But but these are not like, (laughs) not not like, yeah, I, I know I try to not be affected, but these are intrinsic in the decision itself. Like, if I didn't make a decision quickly, the car might have been sold to someone else. Given the current economic climate of the UK, Interest rates might change soon. So things like that were weighing on my mind. So I knew I had to make a decision quickly. And do you think it was easier because you were making, you know, this is your purchase, this is your car. Do you think it was a lot easier because it was just all you? Uh, Yes, definitely. Fine. Because when it comes to like rent or mortgage and things like this, this is one of the things I really wanted to discuss. So when there's another person involved... So whether it's your flatmate or whether it's your other half, right? Mm -hmm. When you've got to split things, this is where I find it's a bit of a gray area. 
So what I wanted to unpack first of all yeah. is how do you go about splitting things and whether other factors might determine the split. For example, uh, the one that I am happy to share, like normally, like me and my other half, we're both working and we're both contributing half and half, okay? Yeah. Even when I was unemployed, mm -hmm. I chose to pay my half of the, the mortgage. Yeah. And... I don't know, maybe I just have a lot of opinionated friends, right? But they were like, that's mad. Why couldn't your other half pay for it? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, he could have done, but I was so stubborn and I truly do believe in financial independence. So if I can't fend for myself, like if anything happened, right? If I can't fend for myself financially, even if I'm unemployed, if I can't pay for my own mortgage, there's something really wrong there. I never want to rely on other people. And I mean, we'll talk about borrowing money later, but I, I'm very reluctant to rely on others, particularly when it comes to money. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I get it. It makes a lot of sense. It's You can almost think of it as a power dynamic. So if you weren't paying half, for example, you might feel that you have less say in certain decisions and certain situations in life. Having that kind of equal parity when it comes to finances means that both of you can remain on equal footing for a lot of things. Do you know what? I didn't even think of it in that way. And that's such a that's such a valid point. I mean, yeah, like if, if there's nothing else that's keeping that balance, then finances are, I guess, a good way to keep that balance. Huh. You've already blown my mind and it's less than 10 minutes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad because like, to be honest, I, I have very little experience with this kind of situation i would say what splitting yeah splitting the bill and things like that splitting bills splitting finances do you have one pot do you and your other half have one pot that you just take from yeah yeah so everything's just like dumped into the same place and we just take or use what we want really okay but would you both put equal amounts into that pot not necessarily, you know, if we if our salaries aren't the same or, you know, if, if one's working and one's not, we're not putting the same amount into that pot. Okay, so for you, there are factors then. So if one of you is working or not working, if one of you earns higher, that determines how much you put in the pot. So we would just put everything in the pot. So like, it's not like a set amount, like, okay, you've got your own personal account as well. Take a little bit and put that in there. You have one account and it's joint. Yeah, I mean, like there are other accounts, but the joint account is the main account. Oh, okay. So all of your earnings go into the joint account? Yes. Oh, shit. And now I'm interested. Although mainly that is for convenience. So my wife didn't have a UK bank account when she first got here, right? So the easiest thing to do was just like piggyback off mine. Okay. Okay, there were reasons behind it, fair enough. Yeah, like like we both have different Chinese bank accounts and stuff like that. Okay, I find that so fascinating that your earnings go into the joint, right? Yeah. So I've always been taught, again, this is to do with upbringing, right? So I've always been taught, um, this is something that my parents do. So they have their own single accounts and their salaries used to go into their accounts, mm -hmm. but then they pull together and put in the money that they need each month, for example. So me and my other half do the same. So we pay X amount per month, and that's for the flat, that's for the house, that's for the bills, etc. Yeah. Transport, whatever it might be, groceries. Uh, but the rest of the money is ours. So like one of us earning a lot higher, that means obviously they've got a lot more uh, disposable income, the other one would have a lot less. And that just means, I don't know. Okay, I'm I'm the one that earns a lot less, right? I don't mind saying that. But it means it makes me better with my money. So if I went spending his money, right? Mm -hmm. That would make me, you know, I'm living uh, a life that I can't afford, right? So it's like I'm on XK salary, probably th three times more than what I'm on. I'm spending... And like I said, if anything happened, I'm going to be used to living that, you know, fr frivolous, is that the right word? Frivolous lifestyle of like slap the dollar on the table. And actually, I, I need to get used to my own salary. I need to be comfortable spending my own 
like bracket. That's how I feel. And I feel comfortable doing that because it makes me watch my money a bit more because I, I, I like to go out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So I guess for, for me, it's always been a case of like, once I'm in an established relationship, I no longer become a single unit. Like I'm now part of a bigger unit. And for me, there's just not that much to separate. There's no point for me, which is why like everything goes into one. She can spend whatever she wants. If I'm not working, I can still spend whatever I want. Not that I spend a lot anyway, but you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I'm too lazy or I don't think it's worth counting and like recording how much she spends and how much I spend. And is that worth it? Which is what we would need to do if all our money goes into the same account. And we still wanted to have that, maintain that kind of separate entity status. I have a few things I want to challenge on. A few that you probably saw my face as soon as you started saying a few bits there. First question. Yeah. Because you're married, do you think it's different for you? Yes, I do think it's different. So, for example, I'm not married. I think me... So you've been with your other half probably as long as I have been with mine, but you're married and I'm not. So do you think the mentality might stem from that? I would say the mentality doesn't stem from that, but it's only like now that I'm married that this has really become a big thing. Like I was never with previous girlfriends long enough for us to, you know, permanently live together or, you know, get to the point where we had to get a joint account or anything. We never got to that stage, right? So I don't know. But I think I've never been the kind of person to really record down how much I'm spending and how much she's spending and, you know, these little things. It's just like, whatever. Second thing, mm -hmm. would it not bother you if I obviously, you know, I'm not, I don't know what your wife's tendencies are. I don't know if she's a big spender or not. Right. But as an example, what if she spent all of like all of the flipping money? Mm hmm. Big shopping spree, and 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 then you got to the point where you were like, actually, this is becoming a problem. All of your hard labor, all of your hard work, and then they spend it all, regardless if it's you or another couple. Mm -hmm. I just don't like the idea of. I would feel like I'm taking advantage of my other half because they're the bigger earner. That's how I would feel. Okay, no, I imagine I would feel the same. It would be almost like a a betrayal of sorts kind of thing, right? Um. But I would think that if that person had the tendency to do that, we wouldn't really get to that stage. For one, I think my wife is more financially responsible than I am. Yeah, maybe she likes to splurge now and again, but I trust her judgment in terms of like, all right? I mean, when you see too many zeros, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, I don't think it would come down to that. And, and if it did, then I probably wouldn't be with that person. Okay, so you, you would recognise the signs before you got to that point, yeah. I think so, yeah. Could the same be said for friends? So you said you're not one for counting and totaling things up. Yeah. Would you say the same for friends? For example, you know, we meet up quite regularly. Do you take note? Whose turn is it to buy dinner? Whose turn is it to buy an item? Whatever it might be. Because I do that with quite a few friends. And yeah, I, I have an opinion, I have a take, but I don't know how, how you feel. Do you total things up? I don't total things up, but I will have a rough idea, right? Like, I won't count one for you, one for me, who for you, two for me. But I will know if it's, like, 10 and 0. Like, that will, like, come across, for sure. Because this has happened in the past. Friends, wow, to be honest, not my friends. But, like, <laughs> I was the one foot in the bill. So um, it got to a point where I was like, wait, hold on. Like, it feels like every time we go out, you know, I'm footing the bill. So what's going on here? Kind of thing. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't count, but I will have a rough idea. And what about when it comes to actually splitting the bill on the night? So if there was a situation where there's a group of six of us, mm -hmm. are you happy to go, yeah, fuck it, let's split it six ways? Or are you going to be the one counting up every penny? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. So normally, depending on like who the six are, right, how close we are. Yeah. My ideal option would be one of us pay for the whole six. Even six of you? Who the fuck has this money? 
Depends on who we are, right? Depends on who this six is. Is this a six that's a regular six, right? Right. Then it would be like, all right, let's split it evenly. Let's just split it, right? I really hate the whole like, all right, this is what I ordered. This is what you ordered. I'm I'm fine with doing it. I, I will never suggest it. Let's just say that. I understand why some people will do it. Be like, you know, okay, not everyone earns the same. You know, some people, like you said, have less disposable income. And, you know, they'd rather not pay for someone else's, like, champagne when they just had water. Yeah. So I understand that. I just, like, I find that a massive hassle. It gets, for me, sometimes it just gets in the way of your actual evening or whatever you're doing. So I, I probably will never suggest that. But you're happy to comply. I mean, yeah. Like, what else <laughs> am I going to do? No, I don't want to pay more just because i had more no (laughs) okay that's fair um again i think for me it depends on the crowd if i know it's it's roughly even i'm happy to split it right Mm -hmm. but if i know there's a non-drinker in the group yeah then i might suggest like you said i don't want them paying for my champagne and cocktails and multiple glasses of prosecco when they've just had a diet coke you know what i mean yeah but then again, when I, mm, no, yeah, that was me. When I never used to drink, I, I knew that I'd be paying for other people. Unless I had like a dessert or something to balance it out. But I was always like, no, we're canning up the pennies. I'm not paying for your four fucking beers. Okay. So it depends on what flip side you're on. Because I've been on both. So I've been on the non-drinking side and now obviously uh, batting for the drinkers. So. So that's why you will consider the non-drinkers as well. Yeah, because I, I've been in that situation and I have had to cop the bill for other people's alcohol before because that's the most expensive part, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been on the other side, generally. I mean, I might be average, but I've never been, like, the cheaper one. I normally order the same amount as other people. Yeah. Only because I don't... I really don't like looking at people eating. So if they've got more food, it really annoys me and I'll finish mine. Like, I can't, I can't look at that. Like... I'd be like, why you hurry up or something? Is that what you think every time we eat? No, because we order <laughs> like the same amount of food. Maybe I'm a little bit quicker at eating, but like I'll be sure to eat faster next time. Oh God, don't, <laughs> don't choke on your like asparagus. Um Oh yeah, the other point I was gonna make. I know your memory is a bit hazy. Yeah. But do you remember the the first time that we met in person? No. We went to the pub. Okay, yeah, go on. Yeah. Right? Fucking hell, man. We went to the pub yeah. for lunch mm-hmm. at work. And uh, I, I remember you being like, not to be the awkward person, but what, what do we do? Because I always just, one pays, the other pays. Yeah. And then I was the complete opposite. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean you're going to pay for this entire meal? Or I'm going to pay? Like, we, we just like... It wasn't, a cl- it wasn't a clash, but it was just like a, oh, shit, this is how you do things. And obviously at that time we were like, okay, I hope this is a regular thing. But we were both kind of caught off guard by the way we do things. So I was always in the penny counters group. So all of my friends, we always do the penny counting. We're there longer splitting the bill and counting up our pennies than actually fucking eating. So now I appreciate, particularly our system. I think, to be fair, I think we're the only, sorry, I think you're the only person I do one each with. Everybody else is kind of like half down the middle. Okay. But then again, maybe I don't sit in... You're my only friend. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of true for me as well. But it's, to it's be honest, I, I wasn't taken aback. Like, I no, I, I wasn't like... I just wanted to clarify things on our first meeting. I expected probably your solution. I, de- I didn't expect you to be like, yeah, yeah, let's just do like, you get it this time, I'll get it next time. I didn't expect that because it is the first time. But I just wanted to kind of like test the waters, I guess, and see what people do nowadays i i just love how that was like one of the first clarifications though was money because it is like you know it is a uh it can be awkward it shouldn't be but it can be awkward but you said it's mainly a cultural thing right you said in china you always like you said do one yeah like people do not split bills generally regardless of of how many people there are wow so you often see like you know families go out for dinner multiple families three or four families you know, you've got like upwards of 10 to 20 people. And then the elder statesman of each family will like almost fight over the bill 
to try and pay. And this extends down to like friends and stuff. You generally like you do rounds really. Like, all right, I'll just get grab this. Okay, you grab this next time or whatever. Like, there's like no you know spoken rule about it. It just just naturally happens now. When when I'm the one buying a round, I don't mind, right? So if I'm the one buying the round, or if I if I get um breakfast for a friend one day, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. But if the other person gets me something. So I know for a fact, she might listen to this. So hi, Rebecca, if you're listening. Um, I know for a fact that I'm in debt to Rebecca. She doesn't count it as debt, but I'm indebted to her. And I am desperate to pay her back uh, a bottle of something and uh, a breakfast. So she treated me to breakfast last Friday, just out of the kindness of her own heart. Yeah. And also she paid for a, a bottle of something recently and I owe her for that. And it's bugging me. It's bugging me so much that I'm not going to see her for at least another week. I don't know when we're going to go out. And I'm just like, please, can you just give me your details so I can pay you? She's like, no, just pay me back next time. And I'm just clinging on to when next time will be. I'm like, dude, let's have breakfast. Here's a bottle. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to already compensate. So if I'm, if I know I'm the one waiting to pay back, I'm so eager to do it. But if I'm the one who's paid, I, I don't care. I'm like, yeah, whenever it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Why do you think that is? Why are you so eager to be? Are you? Do you feel like you're not on level footing? Do you think the power dynamic comes into play, where they have something over you because they've bought that extra bottle, and you need to get even with your extra bottle as well? I know. I just feel everybody knows my favorite emotion: being guilty for everything in life. Apparently, I just feel guilty. I'm just like, oh shit. About what? Well, if I, if I calculate it in my head, how much it is, I know it's pittance, but both me and her, we had to make a pact recently. So she's a colleague of mine, but slowly becoming a very, very good friend of mine. We had to make a pact not to go out because we're going out and spending too much money. So I know that that X amount of money might actually be a lot to her at this time. So I'm like, dude, let me pay you back. You know what I mean? So you're saying the bottle of wine that she bought you cost the pittance? No. <laughs> between the... <laughs> it could be a lot you're saying it's a very cheap bottle of wine is that what you're saying i didn't say it was wine oh you just said bottle didn't you okay i fine. said bottle okay. <laughs> um all right i mean yeah I, I don't know like i get it like sometimes you know if i haven't paid for a while i might feel that way as well but i generally just trust that i'll have my chance later down the line yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't think too much about it either way i think like regardless of which boat you're in yeah i think like that's one of the reasons i choose the i prefer to pay this way so i have to think less about money so if i'm stressing about the the minutiae of like who's winning that brings back that stress again which is the whole reason i i want to do the rounds thing are you afraid to admit to friends when you're skint or short on money I don't think so. Why do I say that in a very unconfident voice? It's because, honestly, I haven't been skin or, sh you know, really <laughs> short of money for a long time. So, so like, no, 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 no. Like, all right, Ethan, don't rub it in. <laughs> no, it's because you're white. You're wise. You, you, you know, you don't buy four fucking... Okay. My earnings is now how like it's not like four pounds, it's like four like eight proseccos for me. Oh god. <laughs> I mean that when I was younger, for sure, I would be having trouble. I definitely had trouble saying no. I would go out all the time and I was, you know, skin. I was broke and I had to like mooch off like mates to to be able to go out. But now, you know, like now I'm like way older, way more responsible. I actually have savings. So yeah, like I I don't yeah, that doesn't really happen anymore. Okay. You said you have savings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So savings are different in my eyes. So when I say I'm skin, mm -hmm. I have savings, they are not being touched. They do not come into my skint category. Okay, yeah. That's also something where people sometimes I know friends that take out of their savings to get them through a night out whereas that's when i would stop 
Like if I have to take out of my savings to enjoy the rest of my month, I'm like, oh shit, I've I've done a I've done something stupid here. So for me, skint is like the savings aren't being touched. I'm able to replenish my savings every month, X amount per month. But it's when and you know, there have been a few times this year where I've been at the point where I may not be able to pay into my savings, which, you know, I'm lucky to even be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, skint for me is when I've got nothing in my current account or like pittance, like less than, you know, 20 pounds in my current account. And I'm like, ah, shit, I've got to stop. I'm not touching my savings. Okay, fine. I mean, then the same stance, like I've never got to the point where I'm like, all right, I need to, I do set like boundaries, right? Like I know how much I should be spending or I can spend this month. And I've never really got felt at the point where I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just take a little bit more. If I do take a little bit more, then I know like subconsciously next month will be a very dry month, like for me. Maybe this pup comes across as like the irresponsible, the kind of like the, the guy who doesn't think about finance a lot. And I think that is true. That is partly true. Like, I don't think about finance a lot. I don't know too much. But I guess, like, I do have, like, pretty good self-control when it comes to certain things, which helps cover up some of those flaws. Also, do you know that you're you're living comfortably? Like, y- you know you're on enough where you don't have to worry? I guess so. You could always do with more, though, right? Always. <laughs> But I am definitely living the lifestyle of somebody who should be earning 10k more. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> I am living <laughs> as if I should be earning way more. So that's why I need to calm the fuck down. Okay. But at least you know. At least you're aware, you know, that's the first step. <laughs> what? A lot of people don't know. They're just like, oh. I know, I know. They're like living paycheck to paycheck kind of thing, right? barely you know you know skimping on food right or whatever to do whatever else they want to do i'm definitely aware of it that's why it makes me uh sad but again you know this is all relative like you said some people have to forego necessities me i'm like ah i have to forego a couple of nights out but yeah the reality of it is like you said living pay to paycheck to paycheck yeah i'm not at that level some people think that money is there to be used, though. And not to be saved. What are you saving it for? To use it at some point? So I have my savings for any major life crisis that I might go through in the future. Okay. So if something in the flat breaks, if I decide to quit my job and move to Latin America. Like all of these life choices that I might have a sudden decision one day or a sudden accident or a sudden catastrophe. You know, you call it the rainy day fund, but primarily if anything goes wrong in my flat. Second of all, if I have a quarter or midlife crisis and I'm like, I'm out of here. I have enough money to to do that. Okay. What about you? I mean, yeah, I would say part of me believes money is there to be used. I just don't have that many things I want to use money on. So that's where I just, you know, just dump it in, in there then, I guess. Like, I, I've got nothing in mind. Yeah, it's nice to have, like, an emergency stash. But, like, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's I'm not really saving up for any particular thing, right? Unlike you, I don't know, like, if I want to go into, like, the housing market. Mostly because I don't know if I'm going to be here. Yeah, in a, like long long term future i don't think it's worth it so yeah but i'm i am in a privileged position when it comes to that kind of thing especially when it comes to like living where i'm living and stuff so yeah i don't know okay so the question that sprung to mind really because i find that the people who don't have enough to spend it on are for for two reasons either you you generally generally genuinely you just you're just not sure like for me, I know exactly what I want to spend my money on. Uh, it's usually food, drink, friends, presents, travel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Is it because you don't really care for these things? Like you you, you don't have that urge to, to do X amount of these things? Or is it because you earn, an, again, you earn enough so you don't have to worry because you can just buy all of these things and then some because you think you earn enough money? All right, let's clear some stuff up. 
I am not some rich bastard. I ain't earning like fuck tons. So let's get that out of the way. I think it's more the first than the second. Okay. It's more like, I don't, like, it's not that I don't care. It's like, okay, spend on friends, on travel. These are like just conceptual things that aren't anything that's like concrete for me to spend on, right? I'm very happy to spend, you know, like on a birthday present for a friend or like, uh, you know, if someone wants to take a trip somewhere, let's go there, whatever. That's fine. It's just that none of them are concrete. I don't actually have any plans to do any of these things, which is where the kind of like lack of clarity comes into play. Okay. Going back to you saying you're not earning a lot or you're not earning, you know, you're not a rich kid who's on fuck loads of money. Yeah. Uh, you're one for never revealing your salary. I am, yes. Explain. I don't see the point. We also, as a society, we reveal probably a lot, maybe too much about ourselves. And this is one thing that is generally quite inaccessible to a lot of people. It normally has to come from the person, right? I don't see the value of volunteering this information myself. To anyone? In general, I would say. Okay. Right? If there's like a clear like, oh, right, oh, if I tell this person how much I'm earning, I might be able to X, Y, Z, then maybe I'll consider it. But like I've also said on this podcast, I'm a I'm the privacy guy. Like I, I would try not to reveal these kind of information about myself, especially this kind of information. Finance is like, you know, it finance and someone's financial situation affects a lot of different things that we probably don't even know half of. You wouldn't even discuss it with a colleague? Probably not. No, it depends. Because I know there are some obviously should not. It's frowned upon discussing it with colleagues for, for valid reasons. But at the same time, for the reasons that we shouldn't care about and employers have to worry about, right? So the reason why obviously it's a big no-go in companies. Um, so for example, at my company, uh, there's a particular role. There's about I don't know, 100 people doing that same role. They all have the same job title. But they there was a salary bracket, right? Yeah. About two or three K between between the top end and the bottom end. But I guess it's all to do with your your selling skills in the interview. It's all to do with your negotiation power, uh, how well you do an interview, how confident and how comfortable you are at interview on which end of the bracket that you're going to come out at. Yeah. I understand from an employer's perspective, they want to keep it hush-hush because they they don't want people to be discussing it and feeling like they're being treated unfairly. Yeah. But also it could work in our favour as the the ones being paid unequally. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, it's a grey area for me because again, if I was in, you know, a company and I was a top dog, if I was the CEO, I'd be like, ah, please don't discuss salary. But I'm one of the ones on the ground floor. I'm on the front line. I'm in the trenches. I'm like... Fuck it. If it means that we might get an option to be all be paid equally if we're all doing the same job, then I'm all for it. So that's why I understand it's kind of like a taboo. It's a gray area for me. The thing that I find frustrating, and this, this is something that's going to apply to you as well, is you know the area I'm in. I'm in recruitment. I help yeah. people get jobs. Mm -hmm. So for me, from my perspective, this is not me being nosy, and I promise, hopefully you know me by now, it's really hard for me to help someone get a job if I have no idea what ballpark I'm aiming for. That's fair. So for you, I'm like, shit, I could, I like the disparity between where I think you should be and where you are is probably wildly off. I don't know. I think I have a good eye for salaries because of my experience. I think I could guess where you're at. Yeah. So I try to judge it off my guess. But if I'm like wildly off, I feel bad. I'm like, oh shit, I might have gone like, 10k lower than what he's on and I feel bad I feel like ah I'm actually you know what's the word I'm like offending you you know what I mean I know what you mean and I agree like I, I will share like you know my salary or whatever with recruiters and yeah people that when I'm looking for jobs and stuff because I know that it's a it'll help me get what I want you know for better for worse I guess in some ways I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm very selfish in this respect. I will talk about it if it helps me get something. If it offers me like no benefits, then I don't see why I should. Given that I'm already quite into like privacy and stuff. Like 
Do I have to talk about it? No, I don't. So I won't talk about it. That's fair play. Oh, I was going to ask, do you then find it awkward if somebody shares their salary with you? No, I love it. You love it? What do you mean you love it? Information is power. Wow. I don't want to give away my information. Well, I will take everyone else's information for sure. Fair play. I love it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's very selfish, but I don't think I'm coercing anyone into revealing more or not. And no one's forcing me. Like, I don't have to reveal my own situation. Again, I I only reveal, because I remember just having a salary discussion with you when I was having issues, right? When I was having issues at a particular company, I was like, this guy would have a good judge. And then straight away you were like, ah, I think you're you're being fobbed off. I, I do have a bit of an issue sometimes when it comes to salary. Most times I will be happy to share it. If I am way off, for example, I'm happy to share it with you because I think our salaries are very different. Okay. I don't want to say it, but it's kind of like a competition thing. With you, I'm like, he's out of my league. He's He's got like a better job. You know, you're in a better field than me. So I'm like, I don't care. You might be wrong about that, but like, we'll see. Whatever. Carry on. I'll never know. So that's fine. <laughs> um, but that's my perspective. And then someone who's like, I think is a lot lower as well. I actually know, I, I lie. So somebody who's maybe on a lot lower salary than me, who is probably the same age or at the same level as me, I feel awkward revealing my salary to them because I don't want them to feel like they should, you know, everybody compares in society. So I'd feel bad revealing my salary if they think, ah, oh, I'm the same age as Yvonne, I want to be on her salary. Yeah. And then the thing that really drives me insane, and there's a couple of people in my, in my life where they're actually a lot younger than me, they haven't got that experience, but they're actually earning more. And that drives me fucking insane. That drives me insane. And it's through no fault of their own. They've done well in life. But I'm sitting here with a bloody degree, right? And I'm on less than than someone that doesn't. And they're, you know, significantly younger than me. That really grinds my gears and I wish I never knew. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, I do say, you know, like, I like to know, but yeah. Certain situations like that, it's like pretty discouraging, right? Yeah. You kind of start questioning your own life choices. Yes! <laughs> yes! That's how I feel! But, you know, I, I get that. I get that too. Like, yeah. I've probably met plenty of people younger than me who are like earning significantly more. And I'm less like, I'm going to go over this side now. I'm going to um, go cry in a ditch. <laughs> but like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, the sound, yeah, there's no one answer fits all. But I do think you are right. Employees talking about it is like a big middle finger to the company and is very useful for those employees. So do you think it should be a thing that shouldn't be frowned on? I mean, the only reason it's frowned upon is because, well, I, I say only, I say the main reason is because of like company culture and stuff. There's too much pressure from up high that it's become like systemic, right? It's, it's, that's just the way it is now. Yeah. There is one more thing that is to do with money and it, it could be quite controversial, but it, it might not be very controversial. So a colleague of mine is getting married next year and she was saying that, okay, she will be having a destination wedding. And one of the first questions I ask is like, of course, like, you know, where is it? And then maybe congratulations or whatever, if that is required. I hope you threw that in there. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, at a certain point I had to ask like, So, like, what are you covering, right? Like, a destination wedding, you know, often that means, for most people, a different country. Mm -hmm. They have to stay, perhaps, in a hotel or whatever, right? Are you covering anything? Or is this, like, all on other people kind of thing? And, wow, actually, honestly, I can't remember her answer. (laughs) But I am of the mind, right? Like, if I was to be invited to a destination wedding... So, previously, I was like... Travel plus accommodation has to be covered. Or else I ain't going. But now I think I've softened in my like older years. And I'm like, okay, maybe one of them. One of the two main costs should be covered. Of course, if I'm like the best friend of this person, I'm going regardless. But I think you have to cover 
one of the two because you're asking other people to go somewhere else out of their way to attend your wedding. What are your thoughts on this issue? I am also going to one, potentially two destination weddings next year. Mm -hmm. Um, And let me give you the comparison. So one is in Spain. Yep. So only across the channel. Yep. And one is in, one might be in Thailand. Okay. So slightly further away from home. Mm -hmm. And varying degrees of friendship. Varying degrees of friendship for the both of them, right? Yeah. Uh, Much closer with the Spain one than the, the Thailand one. I'm going to both. I haven't actually questioned this. Do you mind me asking, out of the, I guess, the four costs, how much do you have to, like, put in? I'm paying, I think I'm paying for everything for the Spain one. So I'm paying for accommodation and flights. Okay, yeah. But I am, like I said, I am super close. So like you said, you would go regardless. The, the thing that they've said about their wedding is they've said, um, come, that is our present. Please don't buy us a present. Okay. You being there because you were copying the fee is our present. So I'm probably going to buy a present regardless. There's probably going to be what happened with uh, another close friend of mine. That's one of those people where I, I, I just spend and I just don't care. Like, I, I I just don't count it up. Fair. But for most people, so anybody who's got married, I would write like a check for if it's a couple, I have a set amount. If it's a, I only know one of the pair, I have a set amount. You know what I mean? Like, I always give that amount of money as the card, as the gift. But if it's like one of my closest friends, I just spend willy-nilly and I don't really keep account of it. Mm-hmm. But if I wasn't as close to this person, would I, I'd probably go, but give no present or like a very minor present, a card and something cute. You know what I mean? Cause it is a fair point. Like when I went to my mate's wedding a couple of years back, I traveled to bloody Slough and that only cost me like 15 pound on the train. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, it, Cause for me, it feels like, yeah, it is like a thing they're asking you to do, right? And often, I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I haven't been to enough or, yeah, I haven't been to many, if any, des- like officially destination weddings for this to like be an issue. But like, I imagine like if you're, if you don't go, then there could be some hidden resentment almost. So, and that's unfair, you know, so not everyone can afford to just go to a different country and stay there for a while to celebrate and not work and, you know, whatever. I guess it depends on your viewpoint as well, because I am also seeing it like a holiday for me. So I'm like, all right, I get to go to Spain for a week. And I am very, you know, I I love the, the person in Thailand or who will be getting married in Thailand. She's not my closest friend, but I'm like, fuck, I get to go to Thailand. And I get to see her get married. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of seeing it as a two for one deal. Yeah. And that's probably what I would do as well, especially with Thailand. I guess like as the wedding host planner, whoever's like doing the wedding, the bride and groom probably should like set your bar at the lowest like financial level, really. Right? Is in what people can afford. What the like, <laughs> the poorest person can afford. Ah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So, you know, if you're inviting only millionaires, then yeah, fine. We're not paying for you to get there. You guys can all take your private jets and hop on over to the island that we've bought. But, you know, if you're friends with some millionaires, but your best mate is like homeless, then maybe you should reconsider what you offer. What often happens actually is someone will have their destination wedding, but then have like a, a ceremony back home. For those who can't make it. Yeah. And that's that's cool, I guess. That's considerate. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it, because there's varying degrees of friendship, I would rather spend more money going to Thailand than if if I had to pay the same amount to go to Slough. You know what I mean? So if, if for some reason I had to spend a lot of money going to like a wedding in Slough, I'd be like, that's fucking shit. I, I'd rather put in more money to go to Thailand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So That's there's right. like varying degrees of it's like one time we were we were spending like two hundred pounds per person to go to Brighton for a Hindu. And I was like, fuck off, we can get a bloody fifty pound return to Malaga and back again to go on the same Hindu. Like don't talk to me about two hundred pounds per person in Brighton. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, that's my gripe. 
But but if you had to choose, like say they were covering one, either the flight or the accommodation, and this is regardless of where it is. So it could be like, you know, fairly close. It could be fairly far. Accommodation. Oh, you want them to cover accommodation. Straight in with accommodation, yeah. Why? I think it'll be more cost efficient for them because... I'm so you're looking at me as if I, I'm being, being I'm being fucking kind. That's why I'm looking at you. I was like, oh fucking Saint Betts is back again. Oh my the god! The first reason is like, oh, considerate for them. Yeah, I'm being more considerate for them because they're. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Oh. I know you hate me because I'm I'm very selfish this this episode. I have to say. So go on. So yeah, I I, I tell you two reasons. One, there is a selfish element. I'm trying. Okay, I'm trying. Let me let me do it. It would be more cost benefit for them because they could just get like a villa for like ten of us or whatever. Yeah, okay. It would just peter out. Okay, and I'm I'm very fussy with the flights I take and where I take them from. Oh. So if someone was to book me a flight at six a.m. from Stansted, I will not be going to your fucking wedding. Fair. That's a very good point. I am. Very fussy with flights and like the cost benefit of staying an extra day for 12 more hours in that country and stuff like that. Getting to Stansted is, I, I, I may as well, like it, right, I can't even justify going to Cornwall, mm-hmm. for example. Sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, but I can't even justify going to Cornwall by train because it takes the same amount of time to fly to Canada. Okay, no, okay. That's, um, that's pretty... Pretty crazy the way your your uh how you equate things is pretty interesting, yeah. Right? But it's but it's true. So what would you prefer? So you're gonna say the opposite, or have I swayed you? No, but accommodation. Accommodation for sure. Oh, okay, why? If they bought flights, they dictate when I arrive and when I leave. Yes. If I bought flights, I could be like, yeah, I'll get there a little early, I'll leave like a week later, you know, like I could do all these crazy things um (laughs) (laughs) the way you said yeah sorry i've got thailand in my mind because like you've been mentioning that so i'm like thinking like well yeah like i'll buy the flights like i'll leave like you know a week later yeah yeah so that's 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 pretty much the only reason that is fair enough very quickly on the same sort of anecdote we had this discussion actually a couple of weeks back off the podcast. Okay, single, not single, it doesn't matter. Would you allow a friend to stay with you for a month? Rent free. <laughs> not in my current house. I don't think I've lived in a house where that was really a good option to do. For them? Are you thinking of them, Ethan? It's also for me. It's like, well, I don't want to like wake up every morning and see you on the fucking couch in the living room. Like, <laughs> that's just not cool. Like, you know, I'd rather you have your own room. Not necessarily for your benefit, but like, you know, for my sanity as well. Like, you don't want to see like someone dribbling on the floor. <laughs> like, if they were like, you know, one of my best mates and they really had nowhere to go, okay, maybe. Rent free. Yeah, so like, so I, I, I would never, yeah, probably rent free because I would never take like renters in my house, like, like randomers. Like, I wouldn't do that. No, but when I say rent free, like, would you accept any money from, or, or no, would you force them? Would you be like, yeah, you can stay here for a month if you pay me £400? If I ever did let someone stay over, I would not take rent. But the chances of me letting anyone stay over at my house is like very, very slim. So yeah. So I would say yes, no, generally I would not let them. But if I did let them, it'd be rent free. And yeah, they could do a month. Yeah, yeah, they could do a month. That's that's fine. Like they, I have to... But, you know, that bar is so high. Not many people meet that bar. I don't think I meet that bar. As in, like, my situation has to be taken into account as well. Fair enough. I just needed to to know that as well. Okay. I'm not planning on being homeless in the next month. Don't worry. But Okay, good. <laughs> but it's just good to know. It's good to know. What about yourself? It's good to know for me as well. And for the listeners out there. Who might want to stay over? Will you let someone stay over rent free for a month? Because they know they can't. They can't go to Ethan. They they're gonna have to go to Vaughn. Ah, ah, I see where we're we're taking this. You're deflecting everybody who wants to rent off of us now. Um, so my situation was obviously slightly different. Uh, I do have a spare bedroom, but there are obviously other factors. I would have to consider how my other half would feel. But if it was just me, myself, and I, and 
I had a, the smallest studio flat possible, only like place for me to sleep and them to sleep, barely them to sleep, I would still let them stay. If I had the smallest room in the world, the smallest apartment in the world, they would be allowed to stay rent free for probably up to two or three months. Two um, or three months? So somebody at university, somebody was in a tight spot. She stayed in my room. So we shared a bed for two months because she was in a tight situation. Didn't ask for rent, but she would obviously help out with food shopping and bills and things like that. So I I don't care, but I am not private <laughs> like you are. You also like, <laughs> you like your space. Whereas I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'll let anybody into my humble abode. Yeah. And my private space. Yeah, didn't realise I was so private, to be honest. But since doing this podcast, it definitely has come out that, like, okay, I do like my privacy. But I think you're on the more of the normal side of the spectrum. I am very abnormal in that respect. I don't think many people would be comfortable. I, I think I am the abnormal one, to be honest. I would say that I'm probably abnormal to the other end of the scale. I don't know, because when you first said that to me, I took it as highly offensive. Like, fuck, like, fuck you, right? Like, why would you not? But then I'm like, since having that conversation, I've come around to your idea. And I'm like, ah, I get it. That That's actually rude of me to impose and presume. So actually, in the space of a month since we had that conversation, where I was on the completely opposite end of the scale to you, I have now warmed and respect your decision more. So actually, this is where the podcast has helped me. Me and you, we've just come to two little happy mediums. We've kind of met in the middle. It's quite nice. Yeah, we've, you know, it's a agree to disagree kind of situation. I guess the, the best people to decide who is abnormal or normal are our listeners. If anybody does want to get in touch, if anybody does want to contribute to this discussion, as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We're on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, at Permeable Minds. And you can also email us. Let us know if you would let your friends live rent-free and for how long. Would you rather stay at mine or would you rather stay at Ethan's? You can impose. I'll let you impose on him. And how do you feel about destination weddings? Are you expecting your friend to pay accommodation, flights, both or neither? Email us at permeablemindspodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you back here on the next episode for what will also be another fucking banger. Yeah!